Welcome back to Set Apart. It's been a long time since we have talked, since I've even done a podcast. I'm so excited to get it back up and running again. And today's topic is a very long one. I've got a lot to talk about today. So I just want to dive right in, skip the little small talk. We're going to head right into this topic today. So my topic today is greatness. And because you're listening to a podcast called Set Apart, that indicates that you want to go deeper. It means that you want more out of your life. But in order to be more, you're gonna have to be okay with some pressure. It's kind of like a diamond. When a diamond gets pulled out of the mines, it's an ugly little rock. It looks like nothing. But when they put it under intense heat, intense pressure, that's when you see a great diamond start to form. People who want to be great in life are willing to do what no one else is willing to do. I watched a TV show once called Dirty Jobs, and they said that the jobs that no one wants to do, the sewer cleaning, the dead body pickups, the extermination, all of those tough, nasty jobs pay more than the jobs that everyone wants to do. And people build very successful careers off of these little dirty jobs. Why? Because these people are willing to do what everyone else is not willing to do, because they want more in life. They want to provide more for their families. So they go the extra mile that the average person is not willing to go. You guys, life is a race. And the people that are willing to go harder and longer are the people who get ahead of the pack and are set apart from the average group. You know, God wants to give you greatness. He wants to make you great. But he reserves that title of great for the people who are willing to live a life that is set apart from their generation. And some of you listening here today have been asking God to use you for great things, to give you great opportunities, yet you are running in stride with the pack of your generation rather than going the extra mile to get ahead. And yet you wonder why God hasn't promoted you yet. You wonder why he hasn't given you that position yet. You wonder why you just can't get ahead in life because you aren't willing to go the extra mile that great requires of you. I don't know what world you live in if you think that being average is going to give you more. Because the last time I checked, my dictionary did not define greatness as average. Any character in the Bible who did anything great for God was never a replica of the culture around them. No, they lived differently. They spoke differently. They thought differently. And if you want to be more, you're going to have to be willing to do what sets you apart. You're going to have to be willing to be different and you have to to go the extra miles in your life that God has called you to run so that you can be set apart from your generation and achieve greatness. So I'm going to share with you some extra miles that I think our generation is not willing to run. And these extra miles, if you choose to run them, I believe God will elevate you into greatness. So the first mile that I think you have to run is the mile of time. I believe God quite literally places these little annoyances about our generation in me for a reason so that I can speak out on behalf of them to you guys. Right now, I'm so annoyed with our generation's lack of faithfulness and commitment. We are an instant gratification culture, you guys. At any point in the day, we can pull out our phone and find any information we want in the entire world in a a second. It takes no time. We order food ahead of time so that we don't have to wait in line because God forbid the line takes five minutes. We pay extra money to skip lines at Disneyland and Universal. I kind of get that one. I'm not going to lie. I do that too. 
We freak out when our phone doesn't load something quick enough. I do this all the time. I mean, if you're not loading in five seconds, you're out the window, done. We no longer have to wait for the radio to play our favorite song. We can listen to it on Spotify whenever we want. I couldn't believe that this used to be the case, that you had to wait for your favorite song. My mom told me that and I was shocked. I couldn't believe it, it's terrible. You know, I think we've gotten really spoiled as a generation. On TikTok and YouTube, we've seen these overnight superstars who post a viral video and the next week, what are they doing? They're walking the red carpet as a brand new success. And I think we've watched this and subconsciously trained ourselves to think that that's normal. When in reality, they're just here one moment and they're gone the next. They're a shooting star that makes zero impact on the world because all they did was appeal to a fleeting trend. If you want to be great in life, you guys, it's not going to happen overnight. Greatness is not found through random little shooting stars who are here one moment and gone the next. Greatness is consistent, like the stars we see every night in the sky. We know that when we look up to the sky, that they will be there shining bright. And because of that, their consistency has been admired and enjoyed for many different generations. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a shooting star. I want to be a great consistent star that is planted in the night sky for generations to come. You know, our generation, they act like little moths who chase the next flash of light that catches their eyes. I can't tell you how many young people I've seen come into churches who've had huge potential and they've talked about their great hopes, their great dreams and plans. And look, I have no doubt that they were God ordained. However, they had a moth mentality. They lacked consistency. As soon as that church down the road posted about their trendy, cool program, they packed their bags and they were halfway across town before you could say the word, wait. And you know what happens from there, right? They go to that new church for a couple months, but ooh, there's a new church in Nashville. Gotta go check it out. And before you know it, they've gone through four years of their life and they ask God, hey God, wait a second. Why are the dreams that you placed in my heart not coming true? Why haven't I been able to go deeper with the people around me? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's because you lack roots. Maybe it's because you're a moth who chases the next flash of light and can't settle down anywhere. The same is with work. You love a place. It's the best job ever. You want to get promoted here. But oh, I heard this place is opening down the road. Maybe I should check it out. Maybe I should turn it in a resume. You spend some time there. Your boss annoys you and all of a sudden there's a new shimmery job catching your eye down the road once again. And before you know it, it's four years of your life that have passed and you've gotten nowhere. You're still in the entry level job. You haven't been promoted and you're asking God, why? Why God have I not been promoting? Once again, because you lack roots. You know, Brian Houston, he was the senior pastor of Hillsong. He once said, it takes five years just to change a culture. So in other words, it takes five years to build something. It takes five years to build trust, to build programs. So why would we think that giving a year or two of our time warrants God opening up more for us? I'm not saying that he hasn't done that before, but oftentimes he's just testing our faithfulness. He's testing to see, are you just another moth who chases light? Or are you someone who can look past the glamour and build some roots that I can actually use for my kingdom? You see, quitters, they never win. People who drop out of jobs, churches, 
programs just to make a point never make the impact they think they will. Honestly, here's the honest truth. People just forget and move on. It's the people who stick with it through thick and thin that actually win. Those are the ones who make the lasting impact. The people in the Bible that God used to do great things and the people who are in the positions today you admire did not become great because of flippant, random little decisions. They became great through patience, consistency, and time. And they were able to build some roots that God could use. Joseph, look, Joseph in the Bible, 13 years before he was given a promotion. Abraham wanted to be a father more than anything. 40 years he waited before he received the promotion of fatherhood. Great men and women are also patient men and women. Stop hopping around from one place to the next because you haven't seen your promotion, because you haven't seen your praise. Just be faithful. Leaving just because you haven't been put on a pedestal or leaving because someone or something down the road was trendier really speaks to the intentions of your heart. It speaks that you're not here to serve God's purposes, but he's just here to serve you in whatever's convenient for you in the moment. I promise you this, that faithfulness is a character trait that God values and he promotes. It's an extra mile that our generation is not willing to go. And if you take it, you will see how God goes the extra mile for you in return. Well, the next mile, I think that our generation is not willing to run. And if you will run it, you will achieve greatness is servanthood, the mile of servanthood. The greatest generation is compiled of people who were born in the 1900s to the 1920s. And they were the generation that went through the Great Depression and they fought in World War II. And the word that really characterizes this generation to me is grit. Honestly, these people were just willing to do the grunt work. They weren't just given the title of greatest generation for nothing. No, they served, they worked, they fought, and they built. And honestly, because of that, God really blessed this generation and they produced the baby boomers generation, which is the largest generation in America. And the Bible says in Psalms 127.3, children are a blessing and a gift from the Lord. So it's no surprise that the greatest generation in America produced the largest generation in America. It was a gift from God. Once again, I said I'm going to get tough, but pressure is the only thing that makes us great. Our generation is quite literally the most self-serving, lazy generation on planet Earth. Everything with us right now is about me, myself, and I. And I am so tired of seeing how obsessed we all are with ourselves on social media. Honestly, it's really cringe, you guys. A girl posts a photo of herself on social media with four different angles of her face. It looks the same to me. But then she's got to repost all four versions of her story just to make sure more people can see it. Also, I've noticed um, that the definition of entrepreneur has completely shifted with our generation. Entrepreneur used to build businesses, services, and serve people in some sort of way. That's what the old definition of entrepreneur was. But the kids these days, they define entrepreneur as a viral TikTok account where they post video themselves in skimpy clothes doing vulgar dance moves and they happen to just get paid for it. That's an entrepreneur. Wow, so innovative. My point being, great generations in the past built something for future generations. They were servants. Today, our generation doesn't build for the betterment of the world, but for the betterment of themselves. 
Are you building something for your own glory or the glory of God? Is the dream that you're working towards bigger than just fulfilling your own needs? Is it something eternal? People whose dreams, ministries, and businesses that stand the test of time are the people who serve others. Because God elevates people who have pure hearts. Tommy Barnett, my grandfather, was a pastor of a church for many, many years. He's still working in ministry today. And his entire life was dedicated to serving people serving a community and that's the reason that his ministry has stood the test of time that at 80 something years of age people still go to him for advice people still follow his ministry because he was all about serving others about God's kingdom and not his own and that's why we've seen pastors over the years fall from fame and fall from glory because all they cared about was themselves the church was there to promote them they were not there to serve the church And because of that, God's not going to allow a wolf in sheep's clothing to continue shepherding his people. It's the people who have pure intentions, pure hearts that he's going to continue to elevate. And the thing I love about Tommy Barnett is he's 83, I think. I'm not sure. 83. And his dream, even to this day, is to help others reach their dreams. This is a time in his life where he could settle down, where it could be more about him. But still, even in his old age, his life is still in service to others. That's why his ministry has stood the test of time. So in this time of waiting, learning, and preparing for the dream that God has put on your heart, you guys, just be a servant. Just be ready to pick up whatever your leadership asks you to pick up. Be the first one there. Be the last one to leave. Be the dependent one who sticks to their word. And while doing so, just have the right motives. Serve because you truly want to serve, not because you're working yourself up to a higher position. Just be pure of heart and you will see God open doors for you that you never imagined possible. You know, Joseph was a slave for 13 years before he got a promotion. And during that time, he just served. He just loved on people. And he trusted in God and we saw how he was just elevated into greatness. You want to be great? Then just take Matthew 23, 11 seriously. The greatest among you will be your servant. Then finally, the third mile that I think we have to be willing to run in order to achieve greatness is the extra mile of character. You know, every morning when I went to school, my mom would always ask me and tell me, Aubrey, It's not hard to stand out in this world. Just be on time. Stay true to your word. Live honorably and work hard. And trust me, if you do, you will be used by God to do great things. She would ask me, what can you do today to be set apart, to be different? Look, you will never be better than the world if you look just like them. Being set apart means that you want to be a leader for God's kingdom. And with being a leader, there's a level of character that you are expected to exemplify because you are shepherding God's people. You are leading the sheep, and that is something that you ought to take very seriously. As leaders, you need to know that people will never match you at the level you're currently at. They always come a notch or two below the leader. So if your character level is only as high as the world's, then the people you lead will never amount to anything more than the standard you set. They'll only be just as good as the culture around them. So as a pastor at my church, I know that I'm setting a standard for the people that I lead in the church. 
I want you to imagine that as a pastor, if I got on stage and I talked about all the bikini photos I posted on Instagram this weekend and how I looked so good in them, what would happen next? Well, the girls on my youth group would look at that and they'd say, well, Pastor Aubrey says it's okay to post bikini photos, so I'm going to post photos in my bra and underwear. Now, right now you're thinking in your mind, Aubrey, how'd you make a jump like that? Because like I said, people always fall two notches below the standard that the leader sets. Imagine that I got on the pulpit and I said, man, I just love watching Bridgerton. Now, mind you, Bridgerton is the most pornographic Netflix film on the market. There, There could be worse, but I've heard a lot of articles about how pornographic and terrible Bridgerton is. So imagine I got up there and I said, man, I love watching Bridgerton. Bridgerton was so great. I watched the entire series this weekend. What would happen? Well, I'm pretty much endorsing pornography then because right there, that gives an excuse for the young people I lead to go on their phones, watch worse shows, watch whatever they want because Pastor Aubrey pretty much endorsed it on the pulpit. Once again, you're saying, Aubrey, that's a really big jump. No, it's not because I set the standard and the standard I set will always be followed two notches below what I set. As leaders, you have to go the extra mile with your character, knowing that the people you lead will always fall right below the standard you set. So just set that standard that much higher. Titus 2, 7 to 8 says this, Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works. And in your teaching, show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. Some of us have stated that we want to live a life set apart and be used by God, yet you haven't taken this role of leader very seriously yet. Some of you are living the same way right now as you did before, yet you're asking God, God, why haven't you promoted me yet? The biological requirement to be deemed alive is constant growth. If you aren't growing, then technically you aren't living. Why would he promote you when you haven't changed? When you are even spiritually alive? Some of you haven't gotten control of your addictions, your words, your modesty, your thoughts, your sexuality, your gossip issue, your heart issues, your bitterness issues, whatever it is, you're set apart. You're a leader now. So wake up and get serious about your character. Now is the time to start perfecting these things. That is if you want to be used for God for greatness. That's if you want to be great. If you don't, then just keep running with the pack of your generation and you can just enjoy an average little life just like the rest of them. But God will use you for great things if you go the extra mile with your character that everyone else is not willing to go. That's how you be a winner. I decided early in my life I wanted to live a life that young people would want to model after. And you know what, guys? I sacrificed a lot. But what I gained in return, the seeds I sowed early in my life that now I am reaping are so worth it. I have the ministry career of my dreams, the husband of my dreams, the home of my dreams, the opportunities to travel and speak to young people. I'm so glad I sowed the seeds so early in my life. I'll never look back and think to myself, wow, I really wish I posted that promiscuous photo. Wow, I really wish I got drunk at that party. Wow, I really wish I slept with that guy. No, the only reason God blessed me the way he did is because I decided I wanted to live a life that was set apart. 
I wanted to live a life different than the kids my age because I wanted to do greater things than the kids my age. And some of you are living in this constant FOMO mode, fear of missing out. You feel like I'm young, YOLO. I gotta get some life experience. So I'll live one way in my private time and then I'll show up to work or church and I'll pull it all together and act like nothing happened. Well, guess what? It doesn't work that way. If you wanna be elevated and used by God, God doesn't elevate double-minded people. He elevates focused, honorable, faithful, serving people who want to be used by him to impact the world. Some of you right now are, are thinking to yourself, well, it's too late for me then. You say, God can't use me. I've already blown it. False. It's never too late to be used by God for greatness. Just start now. Start today. Start seeing yourself as a leader and step into the level of character that God is asking you to display and he will open up doors of greatness for you in your life. Now, I've spoken a pretty heavy word today and I've probably hit some of you pretty hard and I apologize. But like I said, you're a diamond. You're a diamond in the rough and all you need is a little bit of pressure. And I promise you that if you run these extra miles, God will elevate you into greatness. But I don't ever want to speak a message like this without giving you some questions that you can ask yourself to apply it. So ask yourself these things today. Am I faithful? Do I stand the test of time? Am I building roots or do I just have a moth-like mentality? Am I distracted by the glamour of lights? Am I a servant? Do I love and serve God's people with pure intentions or am I serving just for my own selfish ambition? And then do I display high character? Do I live in such a way that people would follow me? Do I live in such a way that raises the standard for those I lead? I want you to pray about those things this week, but before we end today, I'm going to pray for you. Dear God, thank you so much for every listener here today. Lord, you know their hearts. You know their situations. You know what they are going through in these moments. And Lord, you know their intentions. You know that they want to be great for you. They want to be used for your kingdom in a greater way. Lord, I just rebuke right now any shame that people are feeling and, and feelings like they, they are not qualified because of past mistakes. We just rebuke that thought right now. And we thank you that you are the great redeemer. You are the great overcomer and your grace is so sufficient. I thank you that you are speaking to the listeners right now in this moment, that you are touching their hearts in a special way. Lord, let them know the parts of their life that they need to shift. Let them know what they need to reach out to you for help in. Lord, I thank you that they are learning they need to be faithful, people who stand, stand the test of time, that they are learning they need to be servants who serve you with pure intentions. And Lord, let us know those areas of our life where we can do better with our character, where we can raise those standards so that people around us can reach their full potential for you, for your glory and your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you again very soon.